You're listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Thursday afternoon. Let's turn to our very first uh, topic and guest of today. Now we're talking about starting a new 3D project with Alex Sati, who is the founder of Digital Dog Studios. Welcome back on the program, Alex. It's great to speak to you today. How are you doing? Uh, very good. Thanks for having me back on, Noreen. It's good to see you. It's great to see you too. Now, if you're into CGI and also computer-generated uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, and, and all things tech, then stay tuned. And uh, if this is sort of a new topic to you, well, like it is for me, then I hope this segment will sort of provide you with some new inspirations and you can learn something new along the way. Um, so, Alex, I know you do a lot of sort of corporate work and a lot of personal uh, work as well. I mean, how much of it is sort of paid work versus personal work? And the reason I ask that is because it's sometimes not easy to juggle the two and you sort of need to do personal work um, in order to up your game, in order to get better for the paid work. So, I mean, how much of, of your time do you dedicate towards paid and personal? Well, I, I, for me, I always like to have something going on in the background, which is my own personal work. Now, a lot of the time... Um, I will uh, put that on the back burner. You know, if a, if a paid paid work will always take priority. Essentially, uh, if a if a if a paid work project comes in, you've got a tight deadline. You have to put all your effort into that. But even when I've got paid work going on, I usually have already got like a project which is going on in the background. I try not to take too many uh, personal projects at the same time because then what ends up happening is you don't end up finishing anything. So so just like do, doing one thing, you know, at a time and, uh, and just working on it whenever you get a chance. Um, I find that um, the best kind of sort of personal work that you can do are projects that aren't like too crazy. You know, you want to you wanna do something which... Uh, which you won't lose that momentum. Uh, I, in the past, I, I, I think a lot of people will fall into this problem, sorry, this, uh, this mistake of like, like saying, I'm going to make myself a short movie. And there's, there's, not, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. If you've got the motivation, go for it. But I think uh, it's best to, to do small bits uh, instead of going for the big, you know, 10-minute short movie that you think is going to be... Like that, I mean, stuff, stuff like that can take like forever, you know. And the problem with that is that if you get halfway through, something distracts you, you get busy with a project, something comes up in your in your life, then you end up losing that motivation, and you never end up finishing anything. So I I I, I would uh, probably recommend doing projects that, you know, like take no more than no more than a week of your time, you know. Like I mean, even that is a lot is is a lot of work. I've done personal projects where I'll try to knock it out in a day, you know. Wow. And uh, and so like it 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 really depends on uh, on on the idea. And and I guess what you can also try to do is just even if you've got a bigger project, like cut that into chunks, you know. Divide and sort of divide and conquer as much as you can with these sort of things because you want to be able to to uh finish something and be able to show something and get that feedback and then that re-motivates you to keep on doing more 
uh, essentially. Yeah, that's my word of wisdom, which I'm going to share with you. <laughs> that's, no, that's brilliant because I think sometimes it's easy to, I think we've spoken before, it's easy to sort of fall into the trap of just researching and learning, but not really putting it into practice. You know, you can Google a lot of different things, but you yeah. actually need to be doing. We are live on Facebook, by the way, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see Alex Sati, who is a 3D artist. Um, and, you know, I mean, I got into radio, but nowadays, look, we're doing Facebook live and with facebook live we've got this gear using switcher and we're pushing it for towards a new media so that more people can enjoy our interviews and it took a lot of practice to to, to get to this it's probably still not at its finest but you know um i've had to practice um <laughs> with my daughter's uh uh application we had to make a video for her pre-nursery application <laughs> that probably wasn't very good yeah. but you practice by doing so hopefully yeah, this interview sure. will be and much I, better yeah go on alex be, and it can be quite a lot of fun as well, you know, like you you uh, try these new tools and you can see how you can do new things in different ways, you know, so it keeps things interesting as well, which how, is cool. Yeah, I suppose then how do you know what sorts of projects to take on? Because there's so much you can brainstorm, there's so much, you you know, you could do something on, on augmented reality, on virtual reality, mm. on different CGIs. W which one is the easiest to sort of start off with? I think I think when it comes to personal work and stuff that you want to skill up on, you kind of want to um, I mean, first. I mean, you, you do want to sort of solidify those skills that you that you, you you have. But but a lot of the time, if there is something that you want to bring into sort of your your toolkit, you know, your as an artist, you have these different sort of abilities of doing different sort of tasks. Um, it's good to to sort of do something new, you know, and then incorporate that into your project. And that's, that's essentially the best way to learn a new skill is to bring that into a, into a new project because then you're forced to make it work, you know, for a specific <laughs> aspect of the project. And, uh, and then you, you, you spend the time doing it. Uh, and then after you've figured out how to do it once on your personal projects, then for future, like, client work, essentially you've got a case study which you can show and be like this is the sort of thing that i'm thinking about and uh, and because you've just done it you know exactly how to replicate it um so it's yeah it's a good way to do it i think so it's sort of like a portfolio if you like you that the personal projects is like a portfolio even though they may not be for a specific client they are really to yeah. demonstrate your specific skill set that's like yeah mm -hmm. yeah it makes a lot of sense yeah it, it doubles up as as a, a learning uh, you know, and then also the pra the sort of uh, learning the, the the task, and then also being able to have that in your reel, of course. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's win win. In terms of sort of coming up with ideas and brainstorming, where do you draw your inspirations from? Because we are surrounded by three D art everywhere we look, mm -hmm. from movies net on Netflix uh, to videos on on YouTube to commercials. Where do you sort of draw your inspirations from? Well, I I think um, there's a, uh, these days there's I mean with with uh, there's so many great sources of, of inspiration out there. The ones that I like to go to are um, actually ArtStation, which is uh, a website where artists can essentially go and uh, post all their work. And I mean that's incredible. The stuff that you see there, uh, you don't want to get too demoralized at how amazing everybody is uh, because it is very inspiring. You look at it and you're like, wow, this stuff is incredible, you know. 
Uh, but so so ArtStation, Pinterest, Behance, even even Instagram. Yes, Behance. Uh, I just heard of that recently. A, a lot of Hong Kong artists use that as well as a platform to upload their. Um, that Which art, one, Behance? Yeah, Behance. I heard that from Andrew Dembina, one of our art contributors. And he says a, a lot of artists in Hong Kong use... Uh, yeah, because I remember it kind of sounds like Beyonce and Enhanced. Yes, Behanced. Um, <laughs> it, are these all free? I mean, I know Pinterest is free. Uh, yeah, I mean, actually, all of those are free. So uh, you can you can immediately go on there and start uploading your stuff. Um, even I, actually, I think um, if you're a freelancer, a lot of um, clients, if they're looking for freelancers, they'll actually go on to Behance and uh, ArtStation to, to try to locate freelancers as well. So that's another way that you can try to get more work coming in. Um, and, and also saying like in, uh, Instagram, these days, Instagram is a, is a pretty amazing place to, to get you know, feedback and to post your work and have a look at other people's work as well. I mean, I, I know a lot of people get very addicted to, to, to sort of looking on Instagram and, and seeing all this sort of stuff going on there. Actually, one of the one of the people that I find uh, the, one of the most inspiring 3D artists is this guy called uh, uh, Beeple Crap. So that's Beeple. Um, and and what, what's, what's amazing about him is that he has essentially uh, uploaded uh, every single day for the last, I don't know, like 20 plus years, he's uploaded one post, one one image, but like every single day. He hasn't missed a single day in the last 20 plus years. Um, and so he is he's actually known, he's quite famous in the 3D uh world because he's 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 done this incredible thing. And uh, and uh, essentially uh if you look at his work, some of it's become a little bit politi- political or it's it's driven by sort of uh, daily events. So there's a lot of COVID uh, posts up there and he usually has like quite interesting um, images of uh, political figures doing bizarre things. But it is it is just amazing to see uh, somebody producing work of that caliber daily, you know? And and he's got a he's got a day job as well as doing this. So so he he essentially I saw a um, a, a YouTube video with him and this other group called the Corridor Crew, and he basically talked about his process where he set he sets aside forty minutes every single day, and in forty minutes he'll create something. You know, it could be anything. Um, so so actually, one one interesting thing about him is that he's recently. Uh, started uh, uploading his artwork. You can buy his artwork um, in the form of a sort of blockchain artwork, which is quite interesting, uh, which is something new that I've just recently uh, learned about, is that a lot of artists are essentially uh, embedding their 3D art into items that you can order. They're like uh, video displays that you can you can own but then embedded in that display will be like blockchain. Like it'll have a monetary value, which is quite interesting. I was going to say, isn't blockchain, when we think about blockchain, isn't it sort of associated with Bitcoin and sort of cryptocurrencies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. so these, these items, uh, you essentially, you buy them and then it'll have Bitcoin embedded in it and, uh, and it'll have like a value. But it's supposed to sort of bring... Uh, of, of value to to this particular piece of art. I, I don't quite understand it. It's it's all very uh, it's quite interesting though. 
but anyway, it's just a different way that artists can essentially uh, create different revenue streams. So I think it's important as an artist to to try to branch out to to not only um, have like your if you have a day job and you've got your day job, but then you can also have your freelance work. And then, for example, some artists will also create 3D models and sell those uh, on stock sites like TurboSquid. And then there's a lot of different ways that artists can sort of keep themselves busy and, uh, and generate different sort of uh, revenue from different ways. Um, I think it's important to uh, to not only put all your eggs in one basket, you know? Yeah. Well, one of the reasons I love having you back on the program, Alex, is how passionate you are and, and how readily, um, how, how, you, how you're able to sort of share so much information. I think it's also a testament to the 3D art community because growing up, we didn't really learn any of this at school. Uh, we, we only started using computers much later without revealing our age too much. Uh, I think we only started using computers for work towards the end of our secondary school life. And we never really learned a lot of these um, tools and techniques. I mean, for, for, for people like yourselves, the 3D art community, it's quite an open source. I mean, people are quite open to sharing where they get information. I'm seeing you, I'm seeing you nodding. Um, yes. is, is, is that true? I mean, pe- people are sort of not selfish about, they're not, they don't protect their, I mean, they do protect their own work, of course, for copyright, but they're also quite um, happy to share where they get feedback, where they go to for things. Exactly, yeah. It's it's a very um, open community and everybody's willing to sort of share different skills, which is amazing. You know, like if you go on YouTube, you can essentially learn pretty much anything, which is such an amazing thing. Um, and uh, and if you have work that you want to sort of get feedback on, everybody is more than happy to to let you know how uh, like sort of constructive uh, feedback, you know. So I think it's a great time to become a artist. And also on top of that. Uh, a lot of these tools are essentially free now. So there's, there's, a, there's a community of people who will essentially uh, create different programs and plugins and different uh, sort of uh, software and then just share it uh, as all sort of open source. Uh, so, I mean, one of the big ones for 3D uh, programs is Blender, which is pretty incredible. Um, but in terms of also uh, being inspired uh, and, and coming up with uh, more work, uh, like ways of coming up with new projects is I, I used to, so in my previous company that I was working at, uh, we used to do this thing called the concept art, concept art workshop, where basically once every uh, two weeks, we would uh, get together as a company and whoever was interested. Uh, and this is something that you can do with your friends. If you have other uh, friends who have similar passions or uh, then you, you can just uh, get together and come up with an idea, like a theme for that week. Just a little bit of guidance, because I think if you give yourself, like, if you say that you can do anything, then you kind of get lost in, in all the different possibilities. But if somebody, one uh, like, usually uh, one person picks it for the next week and then goes so on, so on, like the theme, and then you so just somebody sort of have, picks like, Christmas, for idea. example, then you'll create something to do with Christmas, or is it more specific than that? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So it could be something to do. I think one of the one of the ideas that we did was a uh, irrational fear. That was one of the themes, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> wow, that, <laughs> that can a, be. That yeah, you can be very creative with that irrational fears. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So so the, the the image that I I ended up creating. Uh, was a a, uh, a person, 
And it was kind of like a Pixar 3D render with like this animated uh, man who's like, you know, a human being and he's being terrified by an ant. And so it's from the perspective of the ant. And so you're sort of like looking from the ants that are like from behind the ant looking up and you can see this human being who is this, you know, enormous titan of a person sort of like being like with a look of terror on their face. So that was my irrational fear. But I, I think... Like if you if you um, just give yourself a little bit of like, you know, like this is the, the overriding theme. And what's great is that, you know, in two weeks or however long you give each other uh, to do this, uh, it pushes you, you know, like so you've got this deadline. You're going to get it done at this date. And then on that date, you, you show it to each other and you talk through uh, your ideas and you explain it. And it's really fun because you can be quite passionate about like your idea and how you portray the this overriding theme. So, so it's, uh, I think it, it was, it was a really great, um, great thing. And if you, so if you're part of a, a studio and actually it, it was, uh, one of the, one of the, uh, the 2d artists, uh, in our, in our company, she basically came up with like this whole thing and she pushed it and everybody loved it. So I, I think it's a, wait, when you're a 2d you're artist, a, you mean yeah. somebody who draws like a graphic designer? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it, what's a it's 2D so, designer? A what's 2D a 2D artist, artist or 3D artist or anybody who likes to create? So some of the people uh, who joined the concept art workshop weren't even the the designers. You know, there were people who who just wanted to to get involved and and participate. And so we had people doing um, what's it called, like a uh, like acting and and <laughs> like role playing. Yeah, role playing and just like whatever you you you. Um, find interesting to be able to convey your uh, your meaning of an irrational fear, you know. So, so I think it, you don't have to limit yourself to 3D art for this. You can it could be anybody who wants to, to sort of tickle that creative bone that they have, you know. So um, I think it's a, it, it's also just a really great way to sort of uh, build a community. Uh, with the people around you as well. And there's so, sort of so many free apps available if you're using sort of different tablets, different operation system, whether you're using an iPhone or Google, you can always play around on your on your tablet first. Yeah. One thing I do want to ask you also, Alex, is sort of brainstorming. And, you know, th- there's one thing sort of researching the ideas. Like you said, YouTube is a great resource. You, you watch how other people create content and you've got all these stored. How do you then put that from your head onto like a page to to map it out because I, I think one thing about 3D artists is they're really you guys are really big on storyboards there's always mm. different drafts to, before the final product what sorts of things yeah. how do you approach this so so in terms of uh, mood boards and uh, so I think oh, one they're of called the, mood one boards the, well so one of the one of the good starting points is to just look around and find as much reference um, as possible and then putting that onto sort of a, uh, what, what you call a mood board. And then so essentially with that, you can have uh, like an area that will sort of describe what the lighting will look like. You can have uh, an area which could be like references to what the 2D elements could be. And then, the, and then basically just having a lot of images of different other people's work um, or even just sketches that you've done yourself. 
um, and then just lay it all out on one big document. Now, a lot of people would use uh, Photoshop to sort of lay this out or Illustrator. There's those ones. Obviously, you would need an Adobe Creative uh, Cloud uh, license. Yeah. But there's there's a, a free one called Pure Ref, uh, which is actually phenomenal, and I use it all the time. Um, so that one is essentially just it's it's a very simple tool, uh, and you can go on Google, type in Pure Ref. So it's P U. R-E, pure, and then R-E-F, pure ref, as in pure reference, and uh, and then, then download it. I think it's uh, definitely on Windows. I'm not too sure about Mac. Probably is as well. But it's just it's a great way of just, like, dropping in all these images that you find from all over the place, and then you can see it uh, on, a, on one big board, which you can then export out to a PDF or JPEG or whatever you want. But it, you can also zoom into different areas. And it's good to, while you have, when you have that, it gives you that sort of framework, you know, it, it gives you that, like what we said before with the concept art workshop where, you know, we pick a, a, a theme, this will sort of narrow that big wide scope of what everything could be into the smaller, just getting a, a closer idea of what the final product will be. Uh, and it's all about just narrowing it down, narrowing it down, narrowing it down until the point where you know exactly what you're going to create, you know, like you, you've got it. And, and then after you've got a really good idea of what you want, then you go in and, and, and create. Uh, and, then, and then there's a lot less back and forward as well. So if you were to be creating this for like not yourself, but for a client, uh, then creating mood boards are a way of conveying your ideas uh, to the client or to her, whoever you're creating this for uh, so that they can get a better sense of what you're going to be creating. Um, one of the worst things and, and, and annoying things that, can happen if you're working for a, a client is you go through the, the problem of creating something and then you get it to them and then at the end they it's not what they were thinking you know like so oh. so there are many many steps uh, to stop that from happening the mood board and storyboarding is like first and, and the paramount one where it really gets the idea across and then everybody's on on the same page and it gets everybody yeah it gets everybody in the loop so to speak otherwise you create something at the end and they don't want it i can really hear the passion in, in your voice it's amazing i'm sure our listeners can also hear how much you enjoy your work and, and your job and it's really a wonderful thing to hear uh, before I let you go, Alex, what are you currently working on as a side project? I, I'm just trying to think if there are any bankers listening, if they do any side project by themselves to do with banking. I don't think there are many industries that you can do that sort of thing. Well, but with the art so sphere, you can. It doesn't. It doesn't. If you're, if you're, for example, a banker, it doesn't necessarily mean that they you don't have, have a creative set. Maybe a they side do. project to yeah. do with, with banking. I, I, for example, one of uh, my very good friends, he's a, he's a lawyer. Uh, but at the same time, he is fascinated with sound, you know, ah. so he's he plays the guitar, but he he's always trying to figure out how to edit his own music. Or I think I think even like he sounds uh, handsome. We, sorry, he sounds handsome. <laughs> <laughs> he's very handsome. He's very striking. Yeah. Um, and, and so so it's it's always uh, I think I think. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that have that creative side to them, but uh, in their in their day to day job, they won't necessarily be able to show it. Uh, so in their free time, I guess it's even more important that they get to find that time to then flex that you know creative muscle. You know, um, so and and actually we we I know somebody uh, here in Hong Kong who started off at in finance and then he at all the time he was also doing he was painting as well. Mm -hmm. And then over time, 
he actually ended up being so good at at painting and 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 creating art that he transitioned from uh from being in finance uh to being a full-time artist so it's good to to in the background if you do have these passions to 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 you know keep like pursuing them because you never know it's a them, great exactly. outlet you never know what might happen you know you never know if all of a sudden you decide actually i'm gonna follow my dream of doing this you know True. We so, only get one shot in life. Well, Alex, it's been an absolute yeah. pleasure to catch up with you once again uh, this month. Uh, remind our listeners once again, how can we find out more about uh, you and also your work? Have you got a website we can go to? Uh, yes. So my website for my company is uh, Digital Dog Studio. So that's www.digitaldogsstudios.com. And we have a Facebook and Instagram account as well. If you want to go check out some of our work, we're, we're up there. And get inspired there. You know, you can go to Instagram, you can go to uh, uh, Behance and Pinterest, and also Alex's Facebook. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time once again uh, this week. And I'll talk to you again soon. I hope. Happy New Year to you. Bye, Alex. Thank Happy you. Happy New Year.